And you may have heard us, if you've listened to previous shows, refer to the fact that I've been in practitioner training, training to become a licensed practitioner in religious science. And what that really means is um, someone who uh, works in the church for in our spiritual community around prayer. A lot of times people will refer to the licensed practitioners as the prayer arm of our spiritual community. And in addition to that, we are trained and licensed to provide counseling from a spiritual perspective, counseling in any aspect of life, but looking at it and responding to it from a spiritual perspective. And so going through the training, if I had never considered, you know, saying yes to spirit before then, which, of course, I had, but if I had never, I would have almost every week, you know, been given the opportunity to really check out, you know, am I saying yes to spirit? How do I know I'm saying yes to spirit? What does that look like? What do I do? And as a result of that, um, I was in a conversation um, with one of our ministers three days ago, and I realized, based on a question that she asked, that there has been a true and obvious increase in the amount of time that I spend saying yes to spirit and how I do it. And, my, and what do I mean by that? So my spiritual practice is much more focused and much more consistent. Um, my spiritual practices look different than they did, you know, three years ago, five years ago. And that's always good. I think we, we should always be changing our spiritual practices, um, you know, as long as we have a core but so that they don't get stale and we don't get so unautomatic that we are are not really, you know, paying attention or getting deep value. And so, you know, I I have really changed um, my meditation practice, uh, my including prayers to benefit others has probably tripled compared to what it was before. Um, and just that sense every day of responding to whatever is happening from a place of calm, peaceful joy has really, really increased. So I know I'm saying yes to spirit in in that regard, and I'm able to see how that is showing up in my life. And so, of course, because I'm noticing that about myself, I'm also curious about it for those of you who are listening. And if you're listening to this by recording, then I would encourage you, obviously, not to wait until the second half of the show because you're listening to a recording. And instead, to simply... um, Go to you know the show page and in the comments part of the page, add your comments there. So our theme for this week is um, at least we're going to start off talking about what we refer to as the four kingdoms of spiritual consciousness. The four kingdoms of spiritual consciousness. And the, the this model or these these four kingdoms simply provide a way for us to to not even evaluate evaluate is the word that was coming to my mind, but that's not really the word I want. Assess maybe is a better word. Um, because evaluate, there's a judgment there, and, you know, evaluate implies that there's a good and a bad. And I don't necessarily think um, there's a good and a bad I, in this case. I think that that we can find ourselves approaching our lives from a lot of different perspectives. 
we can find ourselves approaching our lives from one of these four kingdoms. And so what I what we'll do when we talk as we talk about the four kingdoms of spiritual consciousness, we'll explain what they are and then we'll talk about examples of, you know, how we behave when we're in each of those kingdoms and we'll talk about the process you can use if you find a kingdom isn't working for you and you want to move into another kingdom, uh, how you can do that or what would be different if you were shifting to another kingdom. So that's going to be our theme for today, but we are going to first make the connection back to um, next, not next week, the connection to last week. So let me do a technology check here. Leslie, are you on the line? I am. There you go. Technology. I can hear you. I can see you're on the line, but I couldn't get your microphone unmuted before, and now we can hear you, yes? Very good. I can hear you. Great. So our theme is the four kingdoms of spiritual consciousness, but let's first uh, make the connection, connect the dots back to Last week's topic, which was hope. Hope. Hope in four kingdoms. You know, the four kingdoms is one of my favorite things to talk about, and I found it very difficult to talk about hope. So there's no, <laughs> I don't feel any good about there other than the, the opposites in my mind in terms of my uh, initial excitement to talk about. Okay, well, we only do connect the dots for you, so if you don't have a need to connect the dots, then uh, we could uh, jump right into Four Kingdoms. (laughs) There we go. So you heard my um, just kind of overview of what the Four Kingdoms are. It's a description of four states of consciousness, consciousness from which we live our lives. Right. Anything you want to add to that just what the four kingdoms of spiritual consciousness are? You know, um, when I first heard Reverend Petra at the Center for Spiritual Living talk about them, I kind of thought that, that they kind of went in order, you know, first, second, third, fourth, and and as I'm hearing more about it and learning more about it, obviously that's not the case. We kind of go back and forth and to and fro and um and but there are some specific things that kind of happen in between each kingdom, which um, are kind of uh, what you would call, um, you know, you can expect certain things in between each one as you move through them. And um, I think that that too is something kind of interesting that there seems to be a universal pattern to going through, getting going into a deeper, centered Christ consciousness. And we do tend in our culture to assume that there is one place uh, and that there's this goal and the goal is to get to that and everything else is just a step toward that, Um, you know, really a linear view. But the four kingdoms is really not that because if we are human, we are going to find ourselves in all four kingdoms at different times with different situations. And then we have the option, we have the opportunity to shift into a different kingdom if we want a different result. Right, right. And that's the kind of the kind of learning about them and understanding them is, is getting into, it is within my ability to, work with my mind and my spiritual practice and my my um belief patterns to be able to, you know, get through to a higher a deeper state of Christ consciousness. Yeah, so we we know what we're talking about because we both love and use the four kingdoms, but I'm betting we have listeners who have never heard of the four kingdoms of spiritual consciousness or in the like, well what are the four kingdoms? Um, and, you know, <clears throat> when um, Marsha Sutton and Lloyd Strum first started introducing these kingdoms into New Thought communities um, 
you know, I'm, I'm guessing pe- other, that even us, that, you know, people in New Thought or in Religious Science or Unity, you know, also are like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> there are four kingdoms. There's only one kingdom, the kingdom of God. And um, But in our humanness, there and in the journey of spiritual consciousness, I love this model because it does help me define where I am. So let's talk about what the four kingdoms are. Kingdom number one is kingdom number one is uh, what? Tracy, do you one Kingdom number one is um, if I were using I am statements for each one of these kingdoms. In kingdom one, I might be saying I am the victim. Yes, yes. I am. Yes. In kingdom number two, I might say, I am the doer. I am doing this, whatever is happening in my life. In kingdom number three, I might be saying, I am the channel that whatever is happening is happening through me. And kingdom number four is, I am the I am. You know, I am, um, I am. Creating, I am the creative process. I'm a microcosm of the microcosm. I am using God, the power of God, the wisdom of God, whatever attribute of God it is. So let's uh, go through them. You want to talk about Kingdom One being the victim. And what that looks like, or what that feels like, or what we might say, or what does that bring up for you? Even I don't, I don't know. Ah, if I would look at the switchboard, I would see that we have a disconnection. So, so I'll talk about um, Kingdom Number One. I am the victim. You know, we, there's a quotation. There's a quotation that. Uh, we use in New Thought a lot, and the quotation is, there's a power for good in the universe, and it's available to all of us, and we can use it. And so, um, yeah, so when we're in the in Kingdom One, it, it's like, now we've summarized them, let's go back and, you know, and talk about each kingdom. You know, in Kingdom One, instead of there's a power for good in the universe and, you know, it's available to all of us and we can use it, um, the Kingdom One person in spiritual consciousness of Kingdom One might say, there's a power for good in the universe, but it doesn't like me. Or there's a power for good in the universe and I don't deserve it. Right. That's you know, that's it's a yeah. There's a power for good in the universe unless we can use it but it's you know, but I don't deserve it. Yeah. What else comes and to mind? Or, you know, it, it, I can only use it for certain things, you know, I get to use it for one thing but not another. So it's like sometimes available to me, sometimes not based on my behavior. If I'm good or bad, you know, I get to kinda <clears throat> somehow, you know, I am I'm a I am the victim of my own circumstance. And I think in some ways, sometimes I would think, well, in this area I'm a victim and in this other area I'm not. So it's interesting. I wouldn't necessarily be a whole victim, but I was, you know, three-fourths of a victim most of the time, something like that. Yeah, and that's, uh, I mean, the point you just made is one of the reasons why I love this this model or this way to think about my own consciousness or, you know, am I in Christ consciousness? Because we tend to think of it as, we, you know, we're in Western culture and we are linear. So we think it's all or nothing. I either am in Christ consciousness all the time or I'm not. And in reality, what you just said is true. For some things I am, and there are other times where I am clear that it is not in my, whatever's happening is not in my control or it's my fault or it's I'm in blame and shame or I'm in, you know, this is what these folks are doing to me and it's, you know, I, I'm I'm not at cause. I'm, I'm just living as if everything that's happening is the effect of someone else's 
sought, desired, demand. And that's that's kingdom one. But in on another issue or in a different conversation, you know, ten minutes later, I could be so coming from kingdom four or three. Because it's just a different area where I you know, am I have stepped up. So, and that is always, I think, you know, good to remind ourselves that we kind of go back and, you know, have um, days and experiences and topics in our lives that, you know, bounce all between the different four kingdoms. Exactly. And that there's nothing wrong with that. That That's actually very normal. Right. And so if I'm, if I'm in kingdom one and I... And I, whether I realize it or not, I'm really, you know, feeling this is, you know, my, things in my life aren't going well because of what other people have done and it's their fault and I can't do anything about it. You know, I don't have to beat myself up about that. I could, once I do realize that's what where I am, you know, then I can say yes to spirit, <laughs> and, you know, I can do something. I can choose to do something that might move me along the continuum. But well, a lot I, of times when we're in kingdom one, we're not even consciously aware. It's not like we're consciously choosing it. We just default to it. Yeah, that's huge in terms of that's the first step to getting out of to be aware of it. Exactly. So, yeah, number one is be aware of it. Um, and then make a conscious choice about how you will respond to that differently. So so that's kingdom one, kind of it's being done to me. Kingdom two is more it's being done by me. I am the doer. So, um, yeah, that's a lot of where we do there's a power for good in the universe and I can use it. You know, I can use it. I'm choosing, I use, I am cause, and this, everything else is effect. It kind of becomes, well, I guess, the point um, where we understand the the the, uh, the law of, of my, you know, the, the power of my thoughts and the power of my ability to direct my thoughts in a certain direction. It's yeah. kind of like when the kid learns, you know, that they can, you know, turn on and off the fire. You know, it's it's a big thing when we learn suddenly that we have this access to this um, connection that we can actually use for our good. It kind of can be kind of heady, you know. And this, in, and I think it's just the kingdom where kind of the ego can kind of take over in, in ways in terms of making it, you know, all about the ego or all about the thing. Right, and and we do step into that role of I, from a spiritual perspective, I am conscious and aware that I can I can be the cause of change. I can ask for what I want. I can claim that this will be okay and move toward that. I can, well, I can use it. I can, through spiritual practice, tap into this universal spirit, the universal law. <laughs> so it becomes, yeah, I, I, am, I am doing this through the power of God. I am doing this, or I'm directing the course of my own life by aligning with and using spiritual principle. Right. And I think there you know, there's a lot of action that comes in too. It becomes a more active state where I think kingdom one is a much more passive state. Yeah, that's interesting. It is. Kingdom one feels more about I see problems and I'm passive in the resolution of those problems. And kingdom two is more, you use the word access. I have access to spiritual truth, and I can take action 
to set that in motion. Right. So yeah, the action part, yeah, I think comes much more involved in, in Yeah. So, um, Kingdom Three. If Kingdom One is things are happening to me, and Kingdom Two is things happen by me, Kingdom Three might be described as whatever is happening is happening through me. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just thinking that that's kind of, you know, when when I become more sensitive to the spiritual side versus the human side of who I am and what's going on, it becomes more, you know, involved in spirit. My, my, um, my interest or my purpose becomes more spirit-based in terms of versus ego or getting something in kingdom to... On the human level, but it becomes more. I become more interested in the spiritual side. Yeah, and I I think about it as at that point, you know, I've had some experience in Kingdom Two of using the law and making things happen and understanding my my input into the process, and in Kingdom Three, it becomes wow. I'm hosting this process or I'm the channel through which this process works. So it's happening through me and, you know, maybe there's a power for good in the universe and it can use me instead of I can use it. It can use me. Right. But, you know, the 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 qualities and the, the attributes of God come through me and I get out of the way and let them come through me, which is a little different than in, in Kingdom 2 where I I use these qualities of God to show up in the world and I use my spiritual practices to, you know, to do what I'm going to do. And in Kingdom 3, it begins to feel more like, wow, I am simply a vessel through which God expresses in the world. It's it's not me, the human Tracy, at all. It's I'm a vessel here through which the attributes or the characteristics, you know, the God qualities express themselves and show up to make the world a better place. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm going to a channel for that to happen through. And, you know, there can be some some mystical experiences in terms of, you know, I can connect to that energy and be, you know, involved in being, you know, a conduit in, in, in other people's lives and in my own life in terms of, you know, God working through me and making you know, making me useful. Yeah, and so it's a it's a really it's, it feels it has a different feeling tone. Kingdom three has a different feeling tone compared to Kingdom two. Right. Even though a lot of our actions might look the same. You know, when I think about it, um, it might our behavior might look the same, but the motivation behind our behavior is very different. Right. Yeah. The intention, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The intention that that is driving it. So, um, so you you know you do seven a.m. meditation every morning. And from Kingdom Two, that might be, and I'm, I'm really using. Let me be clear. I'm using this as a hypothetical, not how where you actually are coming from, but it's just a, a tangible um, example that I think will make sense to our listeners. So you open the church every morning at seven a.m. seven days a week, 
for medit for group meditation. And so if you were doing that from kingdom, let's actually talk about all three kingdoms that we've talked about so far. So if we were doing if you were doing that from kingdom one, the victim, it's like, oh, well, somebody needs to do this, open the church every morning so it could be available to people and you know, and I'm really not um good at, at meditation and, you know, I don't know if this is really gonna work, but I'm gonna go every morning kind of like I'm gonna pay my dues because I've got to earn. You know, and so it's more like I'm a victim that I have to do this and I have to do it because I'm not good enough in my spiritual right. practices. But when you go to Kingdom 2, it's more like, wow, there's a power for good in the universe and I can use it. And so the discipline of going every morning at 7 a.m. is my way of using this power for good, using the, you know, I have to do this, it's the doing of it on a regular basis, the discipline of doing it, that is, you know, my the grounding or the intention from a spiritual perspective. And then when you move to Kingdom 3, it's, wow, you know, I'm providing this, uh, I, I'm just the vessel from which this happens, that people can have this experience, this communion with God, with spirit through meditation. And, wow, lucky me, I get to be the one that helps facilitate this for the world, you know, or for the community uh, because God then shows up and is, you know, for all these people. So it's happening through me and I'm not really doing any of it. Right. I think um, that many times even individual things can kind of take on, you know, different kingdoms as they move forward in terms of sometimes, you know, some start out from, a, you know, intention of somewhere in kingdom two that I want to manifest something. And then as we manifest that particular and we kind of see, well, that's not really the thing. It's It's this other more altruistic or spiritual thing that I really want to manifest and so it kind of it kind of lends itself to maturing through our experiences because at some point we all have been in victim mode I think fairly easily that's kind of one of the human conditions in some respect you know that that will play itself out in time ultimately somebody can stay a victim only for so long you know there will be some movement where the other and um so I think the experiences themselves tend to propel us forward through the different kingdoms. So, you know, using the idea of the meditation, there was probably sometimes that I feel the victim in it, and right. you know, that I feel like I am actually, you know, <clears throat> very much a, a servant and the experience for everybody around me to have that. So. Exactly, and that different people can be in the same experience and be in different kingdoms from their own personal right. individual consciousness. Yes, yes. So, um, I, and I, well, I, those are all reasons why I really love this model because it allows, you know, allows me to, and again, the, yeah, the word is assess, not evaluate, just kind of assess what's going on here. And I, I love your use of the word intention. Now, what's going on here? What's my intention in doing this? You know, I can do it and it will look exactly the same, but what's the intention behind it? What kingdom am I coming from? Yeah. Right. And I think, uh, you know, we're the only ones that know that. Right. No one else looked at your life from the outside. And say, oh, she's in Kingdom 2, or oh, she's in Kingdom 4, or she's in Kingdom 1. And be sure of that, just from external. Now, if if I'm having a conversation with you based on, you know, with someone, based on what they are saying to me about how they feel or why they're doing something, yeah, then I can, you know, I can say, well, you know, that's a kingdom two response, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
you know, and do you realize that's where you are and is that where you want to be? But, yeah, if I'm just looking from the outside saying, you know, this is what happened, I don't know what the intention was. Right, right. And it's always good for, I always like to try to figure out, you know, to be aware of my intentions to be a conscious thing. So many times I think, um, you know, things, you know, look one way, but the intention may be completely So I think, uh, yeah, I always do kind of look at that intention. Check my intention. That's thing that we haven't really talked about in terms of in between each stage. Um, one of the things that they talk a lot about between the third, between the second, yes, is when you have the dark night of the soul. When the ego kind of is put aside and you, we look at the idea of the spiritual essence and the spiritual kind of um, reason for being. And so we kind of walk through the, the soul journey of letting ego go and letting our own sense of, you know, I'm all that in a bag of chips, let that go and kind of be more, as you had said, at the top of the hour, the conduit or the, you know, the, the, the messenger through which the thing comes and not so much being the thing itself. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that is definitely the, you know, the journey between two and three. You know, we haven't talked about Kingdom 4, and <laughs> we probably should. Um, if Kingdom 1 is whatever's happening, my life is happening to me. Kingdom 2 is my life is happening by me. Kingdom 3 is ha- my, uh, or spirit is happening, or this is happening through me. And Kingdom 4 would be life is happening as me. So there's a power for good in the universe, and it is me. Right. I am one with God in this experience we call life. It's not God working through me. It is God working as me. And that really, to me, is more of just a shift of consciousness of the origin of it. Um, I think I went through, you know, kind of, I kind of used my ego and kingdom, thinking, oh, my God, I am God. And, you know, I kind of got a little bit heady, and I think I kind of slipped back into kingdom. But what I've come to kind of understand to some extent is it's the state of real, concern of real estate, you know, of where God is and understanding that, you know, the nucleus of the genesis of the one light love energy is within me, like it's within everyone. And so um, it's the same light love energy of the massive wonderful example of, you know, the ocean and, you know, I'm one little drop. So it's not like I'm the ocean. I'm not suggesting that I'm the ocean. I'm the the, the one drop that has all the same qualities and all of the same DNA, so to speak, of the water, whatever you call water's qualities, as, you know, the ocean. But certainly I'm not the ocean. And, but I have the same abilities to do what the ocean does because I'm a drop of the ocean, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think that's really, um, I think that's, you know, this is the place where a lot of people misunderstand what we talk about in New Thought as complete oneness and that, you know, I am one with God and God is God is me and, you know, kind of showing up in this package and that, yeah, I have what, you, you know, what you just said it perfectly. I wish I, oh, I was going to say I wish I was recording it, but uh, guess what? We are. Um, so, I, <laughs> so I could memorize it for my practitioner exam <laughs> because, you know, the way you talk about it is so true that when we say I am, I am God, it's not I am not all of God, but God is all of me. Right. And I have the attributes and character. I mean, I'm just repeating what you said, so I'm not trying to take any credit for this. I am the <laughs> I am the qualities of God in this form, in this body, in this suit, in this 
you know, physical form, and I have every attribute and quality that God has. And so when I am showing up in, in life that the, this power for good in the universe that we call God or spirit or love, it is me. It's not, you know, Kingdom 3, it's working through me, and I'm just kind of a shell, and I allow it to come through, but I'm still thinking it's, you know, kind of a step. There's a, still a little bit of separation. And in Kingdom, right. four, in Kingdom 4, it is just so integrated that there's nothing outside of myself. And I think that's what you know. That's the, the mystical experience that I love to talk about, and that you know I absolutely believe is you know an option for for all of us to to get to that point where you know we're living more on the on that side of the kingdoms in terms of having that whole experience of one in every experience versus just you know some of the experiences. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm just reminded, because I really had not looked at the at the four kingdoms in a few months, maybe three months, and um, every time, you know, we talk about it, every time I talk about it, you know, with other people, I just, every time I get more insights and more, you know, it's like you were saying, you just kind of go deeper with it. And um, can so easily look at how you know we apply it in our own lives. Anything come to mind for you about that movement from Kingdom Three to Kingdom Four? You you have some really fabulous things to say about moving from Kingdom Two to Three. You know what it is? Is there, is there a trick phrase for it? Like Night of the Soul? I don't know if there is. You know, it, it's more from for me. It's it, it's really more of a shift of consciousness, and it's almost as if the conscious shift comes through the actual being sort of um, engulfed in Kingdom Three. That the more I just let go and let God, and you know, become that conduit and become clear clear that you know this energy is flowing it's almost as if in some ways then that action repetitively over and over again then somehow I just kind of have this consciousness shift of oh my goodness you know this is the genesis of this is coming out from me the core of who I am versus through you know the side down to me so it's really just a to me, I think, well, it's like the more living human three, it's a subtle shift. There's, there's nothing too dramatic about it. It's it's more of an awareness, more of, like I said, kind of a real estate. But um, it's not nearly as dramatic as the shift between two and three, or it wasn't for me, or isn't for me. Yeah, and I think it's just as valid that you could be... It, um, you could be demonstrating the exact same behaviors that you were demonstrating that were initially in that were initiated from kingdom 2 and you could be really having a kingdom 4 experience right right so right. from the outside kingdom 1 is pretty obvious it's it's more obvious in terms of how people are behaving and what they're saying. Right. But between kingdoms two, three, and four, often people could be saying the same thing, but they could be coming from any of those kingdoms from the inside out. Right, 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 right. Because a lot of times in kingdom two, that's where people, as you said, you know, they begin to, get the language, they they begin to know the the principles, you know, the spiritual principles and they're applying them in their lives. And um and they, you know, may be 
saying all the right things and actually acting on them because in Kingdom 2, you're the doer, so you take a lot of action. Um, and then, but but someone in Kingdom 3 might be taking that same action. They're just motivated from a different place. Right, and in Kingdom 4, the motivation comes from that final space of coming from within out. Exactly. Really? I mean, it, it is... Uh, is always an opportunity or a gut check for me to kind of see, you know, I, I had some experiences this week where I really understood that I can just jump back into that Kingdom One so quickly with an external slam, and, and it's really up to me to make that conscious choice so we kind of have a clear understanding and a kind of jostle back between the four kingdoms, it becomes, like we say every week, more of a conscious choice of am I going to do my daily practice? Am I going to even put into action what I believe? Am I going to choose to say yes to spirit, you know, or am I just going to kind of roll over and play dead? And at any point, at various times, you know, I can absolutely um, respond in rolling over and playing dead. And, you know... Quite justified in rolling over and blame that. So, right, of course, because you know this is really stressful and this shouldn't be happening and this really is um, not what I want and this is not what I've been praying for. So why is it happening to me? And I mean, that's what I do. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I can. And, and it's not like, oh yeah, I used to do that two years ago, but now I'm so much more spiritually evolved like, no, I'm more spiritually evolved, and so I can recognize more quickly that I do it every day at some point. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there's, I, a great, there's great wisdom in that. Okay, I see what I'm doing. There I go again. And sometimes I see what I'm doing, and I can see that I am definitely in Kingdom One, and I can say, oh, I'm in Kingdom One. I'm playing the victim here. Oh, I know better, but you know what? I'm not ready to go to Kingdom 2 yet. So for the next 24 hours, I'm going to mope around, and I'm going to be afraid, and I'm going to worry about what's going to happen with this. But what's different for me now, you know, from a spiritually mature place, is even if I notice it and I say, I don't care, that's how I feel, and I'm going to feel that, I'm going to come out of it much sooner. Like, okay, tomorrow, it's not like I can pretend that I don't know I'm playing the victim. I already acknowledged that yesterday. So, you know, tomorrow I'm like, okay, Tracy, get a grip. What are you going to do to move, as as Abraham Hicks in Law of Attraction would say, what are you going to do to move one step? up the ladder of emotions because that's going to help get you, you know, to kingdom two. Or, depending on what it is, I might be able to say, okay, there is a power for good and I can use it. What am I going to do? You know, am I going to meditate? Am I going to do a prayer treatment? Am I going to, you know, write four affirmations and repeat them 70 times? What am I going to do? And I immediately switch into... Kingdom Two, the doer. Right. That's why I say many times the actual experience itself will propel us into a deeper experience of going through all four kingdoms at different times. And um, but it's still our choice. I mean, I think that's the, I think that's the piece that we sometimes skip over. That it's still our or our responsibility or it's our choice to apply our spiritual consciousness or to move toward the spiritual consciousness that represents who we really are. Right, right, right. And that is what, you know, that is the um the part that gives us that spiritual being, having a human experience, you know, once we kind of understand that choice piece, um, 
we really are in in command of our experience. And our experience doesn't get hostage. Yes. Very cool. You know, of all the ways that we say yes to remind us of that that choice and remind us that you know at every turn we have that that option to say yes or to say no. And so I, I can watch myself very clearly saying no, no, I'm not going to say yes, no, I'm going to say no again. <laughs> and um, and it's like an observer's eye in some ways that I can watch myself now and I think that is um that's progress for me to some extent to be able to watch myself and to not be so caught up in it and but to become detached from it as it's occurring. When I'm in it, when I am a part of it, and then that's kind of dangerous for me. That becomes you know, I become that emotional muck. Um when I'm kind of healthily detached and the emotional muck is happening, at least I'm kind of watching it. And I don't know really that that's any of the four kingdoms having that ability to kind of step aside and see what's happening, but not really fully participating in it emotionally to some extent. Yeah. Yep. And um, and so to me that's a real. I I know I'm at least activating some of my choice when I'm kind of, you know, looking at it and going, gosh, that's a that's a rough deal right now, but it's not always going to be a rough deal. Exactly, and there is, well, I was going to say, and there is purpose in having the rough deal and having and experiencing. I mean, we are spiritual beings, but we're having a human experience. So the humanity the human experience includes challenges, barriers, you know, all of that. It's not the only way of life because I don't, you know, it's that, that gets to the question of original sin versus original blessing. Right. You know, I don't think that, that I don't believe in original sin, and so I don't believe that the the purpose of life is to have trials and troubles and everything is supposed to be hard. I just think that in because of original blessing, that the way we learn and part of the human experience is to experience all of it. So, you know, we learn and we experience life through contrast. So you don't know what joy is if you never have pain. You don't know what, you know, what fear is, you know, you don't know what faith is if you never have fear. So, yeah, so those roadblocks and those barriers happen in our lives, not just to teach us a single lesson, but that we have, so that we have the full breadth of human experience. And so, you know, and, and then our spiritual consciousness allows us to go, oh, this is a human experience. How do I look at that and experience it from a spiritual consciousness? Right. You know, I think that's so true. And we have that choice. Choice. And my favorite, you know, Winfrey quote that I always kind of bring back and kind of contrast to the idea of learning through pain is we can learn through joy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not big joy. But uh, certainly pain is a much more familiar path to us. Well, and we learn through both, and we experience both. But I think the addition to that is you will, you will, you don't have to wait to learn through pain. You can learn from joy. That doesn't mean you'll never have pain. Right. It means you know it doesn't because if you are in the human experience and you are living your life fully, you are going to experience pain, you are going to experience loss, you are going to experience uh, shame, blame. You're going to experience the whole range of emotions if you are living your life fully, all the emotions. And so, the you know, our opportunity becomes when we are experiencing that, that emotion that doesn't feel good or that feeling that isn't joyful, 
how do we view it, and how do we respond to it. And, and, right. and how long does it last? <laughs> my goal is for those experiences to last about two seconds, you know, and then I can kind of, and I'm I'm still very much not there, but, you know, that's my ideal in terms of looking at that I absolutely am going to have those human experiences because I'm human, but the duration of them is is really the reflection of my my state of being. Yes. Although there is a part of me that's going, it's all human experience. <clears throat> the The high highs are human experience, the low lows are human experience. So that's a whole nother a whole nother uh that might be a whole nother show. Is it only a human experience when it's bad or painful? Um or is it and it's on, and it's a, only a spiritual experience when it's happy and joy and love? Or is it all human experience? Mm, or is it all spiritual experience? A good one. That'd be a good. That'd be a good topic. Mm. Is it all human, or all spiritual, or is it all both? Yeah, <laughs> that's a. That'd be a great show. But we only have three minutes for today remaining in today's show, <laughs> so it's definitely not something we adore. We want to open right now. <laughs> True enough, and then. To hear people's comments on the site, if they have any on the Four Kingdoms, any experiences with it, or how how it's something of you know back and forth again. That was such a eye opener to me that it's really a fluid kind of thing, going back and forth from one to the other, back to the other, and different experiences in different times, having you know a yeah hodgepodge, not hodgepodge, but anyway. Excuse me, all at one time. Yeah, so absolutely, if there is anyone who has uh, an example of how the four kingdoms applies to them, or as I mentioned in the first um, ten minutes of the show, you know, just we'd love it if you would share some examples of what it means to you to say yes spirit. And for... For me, and I think for Leslie as well, saying yes to spirit really is directly related to this conversation we've been having about moving through the four kingdoms and finding ourselves in different kingdoms at different times. Right. So your examples, um, as you're listening to the show that come to mind, that have come to mind around saying yes to spirit and what that means to you or what that looks like in your life or the discussion, your reactions to this discussion about the four kingdoms of spiritual consciousness, um, you know, absolutely please list or uh, write on the, in the comments area on the website and we'll feature some of your comments in next week's show. And uh, we have one minute remaining. So next week, uh, next week we will actually talk about sin. What is it? Sin. There you go. Very good. What does it mean to be a sinner? And uh, and um, that will be an interesting, a very interesting topic for us, I think. Uh, and between now and the next show, please visit us at GodInMyDay.com or ReclaimJoy.com. Um, any other closing comments, Leslie? You know, if anybody saw the moon last night, it was a beautiful moon. It just kind of occurs to me that, you know, nature is one of the ways that I notice it. I can say yes to spirit by simply being aware of, of nature that, you know, is around me all the time today. Yeah, and and really um, being attuned to nature is the very kingdom three response to life. Being the majesty of all that is happening that is not happening by you, um, very, very powerful. So that wraps it up for this week, and... um, 
in the next few days, we just encourage you to say yes, yes. to secure it.